on the show. You're listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me? Well, uh, what matters is that I think we should all take time out to say a prayer uh, to the family of all those who uh, uh, lost someone in Vegas, a uh, family, a friend. You know, they say it's six degrees of separation, but uh, there are times where uh, for some people that six degrees is cut really short. It might be one, one person, you know, it might be two people. Uh, but there are people that um, that lost their lives for no reason whatsoever, and uh, for that I normally, when it's connected to to this uh, game that I you know participated in for so many years, I normally take a uh, a moment of silence. So I think I'm going to pay uh, that respect to those folks out there, and and I'm going to start off with a moment of silence. So uh, if you will uh, respect uh, for those now with a moment of silence. Okay, I'm back. So uh, it was week four in the National Football League and uh, had some good games out there. You know, had a couple games turn out uh, a way of which uh, obviously the majority of us did not expect them to turn out that way. Got my man Willie Gibson on with me out of uh, Columbus, Ohio. Willie, are you there? I'm here, Ray. How's it going? Oh, I'm not, I'm not too bad. How about yourself, man? Oh, I'm great, man. Hadn't, start, hadn't started getting cold in Columbus yet, has it? You know what? It's funny you say that because I think you sent some of that Phoenix weather up here because it's October 3rd and it's 82 degrees as I sit out and speak to you now. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, nice for the Buckeyes this weekend, the weather. You guys can enjoy it up there. And uh, for the Bengals and the Browns, which uh, I, I don't care if it was weather or what it was, nothing was could help the Browns last week. You know, it's like uh, the Bengals just whooped them like, uh, you know, the worst one the mom ever gave me. Uh, they certainly gave it to him. So, uh, but that, but that's okay, man. Because the the Browns are going to rebound. Believe it or not, the Browns are going to rebound. Uh, looks like Cam got it together. Um, you know, there's always those doubters out there. I, I think there was a press conference in which Cam wasn't too happy. I didn't get a chance to see that. But, and that's one thing about this, you know, this business of of, of being uh, in the media, having a chance to have a microphone where you could speak. Uh, at, you know. And perhaps maybe in a linear way where, you know, there's no interaction between you and another person. Just one way you saying what you got to say, and that's it. Um, it's always good when, when a person at least gets a chance to speak for themselves and to answer questions in such a way uh, that at least their perspective is felt and heard by the listening audience. Um, everybody was again. Nobody, nobody picked Carolina going into New England when that game. Uh, you know, people have even reflected, and they start having discussions about Cam. The only, I, I myself, I had one issue of concern, and that was I didn't understand why. Why was Cam being forced? And I'm gonna say forced, um, because uh, if a lot of times players don't really make those decisions to determine if they play or if they don't. Those decisions are made by really the coaching staff, not even the, not even the medical staff all the time. The coaches make a lot of those decisions. Now, you don't, you don't know that, but you kind of feel who's making those decisions. And I often wonder why Cam just had surgery on his shoulder. You know, why is it that Andrew Luck was being so slow to come back, but Cam was like right back in the thick of things and didn't get a chance to have a, a, a preseason participation with, with the exception of a couple passes. Um, 
I'm, I'm just curious about why force one quarterback back and let the other one take his time and bring him along slowly. You, you have any thoughts um, on that, Willie? I do. And I, well, first thing I want to, yeah, before I begin, echo your sentiments as well to uh, prayers and thoughts to uh, the families of uh, those affected by uh, the, the the horrible incident in, in Las Vegas uh, this weekend. But as far as uh, Cam and the, the comparison to, to Luck, a couple of things. One, I don't know the severity of each injury to say is one being rushed back versus one uh, given a little more latitude to recover. Um, and two, again, I mean, we, we talked about this uh, as far as the concussion piece a few weeks ago. Uh, we don't know how much Cam is involved in that decision to allow him to play. You know, he, he could be the very one driving the bus, so to speak, to say, no, I'm good. Well, you have I'm to get, get back out there. From, from my perspective, what you have to do with, and what this all is about, player safety and health, is you got to take any decision-making or any contributions that decision being made away from the player because you got to protect the player from himself because we always know that's what most players are going to say anyways. I'm, I'm good. I, I can go. I can go. You know, I'm good. Right. And, but the doctor has to make a medical decision irregardless of what is best for the team is what's best for the human being. And, huh. and in this particular case with, with, with Cam, you know, because of the critics, uh, I just decided, let's, let's look at that. Let's, let's think about the injury. Regardless of the injury was, was severe enough that he had to have surgery, which meant that it must have been, you know, pretty bad. If it wasn't, then there'd be no need to have surgery. But it was such that he had to have surgery. Now, I know that some, uh, after some surgical procedures, you know, the time of recovery is, is different. And, and for each individual. Some people recover a little faster than others. Some people do better in their rehab. But again, I just know it was a shoulder surgery. I've had a shoulder surgery myself. Uh, again, not comparing myself to Cam Newton whatsoever, but you know, a player who actually had to use his shoulder, Cam uses his arm in the motion of throwing. I have to use mine to tackle, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, I play with a dislocated shoulder, you know, an entire season and then got operated on afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. But, again, uh, you know, I understand what you're saying about Cam. That you make a great point, uh, and that's probably a perspective that's being taken into consideration. You know, what was one shoulder, you know, what was the procedure of one, and, and what was the expected recovery time, and, uh, and the athlete himself. But the athlete himself is the part that's supposed to be removed from the equation now. He's not supposed to, and, and really the, 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 the coach is supposed to be removed from the the decision making in terms of if a player is ready to return or not. And, and you're right, and, uh, and you're right. The player, as well as the coach, should not be making that decision. It's it's the the doctor. But again, we discussed this as well. It's the team physician. That physician works for the team. Yeah, that's so right. Who's whose well being is he going to look out for first and foremost? The player. Now, and that's not to paint a broad brush to say all team physicians are putting um, players in, in peril. Uh, that's not to say that at all, but if we're looking at the scenario as, as they exist, the team physician, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, is going to make that decision based on the well-being of the team versus the player. So you think that, so you, you feel that uh, not all, but, but some doctors may be compromised 
in the process of getting a player back uh, and putting his health at risk as opposed to taking the time for him to heal properly with the amount of um, rehab and, and time necessary uh, to come back from the injury? Well, what I'll say is this. I do know and I do believe, rather, that a question is asked, how much more can he get hurt? How much more can he be injured? Oh, yeah. Now, well, you know, that, it's funny you say that because, you know, there's been a lot of players, you know, who've played. It's like, okay, well, okay, you broke your arm. You can't break it again. Well, you, maybe you can break it. You can break it a couple different, you know, places. But that's mm-hmm. what it's like, okay, you, you, there's more you can do to the injury. I've never believed that. I've always believed there could be further damage that could be done to an individual who is, you know, who is not hurt but injured. Because I look at injury and, and, and pain as two different things. You know, a lot of things hurt. But an injury is something that will deteriorate your performance to the point where it's, you know, you you can't perform at the level of expectation. So, therefore, you got to go to, you should go to the next person. Now, let's say a scenario exists where, and and I've heard this as well, I believe, uh, I think it was 07 or 08, uh, Phillip Rivers in the AFC Championship game tore his ACL. Torn. It's already torn. And continued to play. But he continued to play. Right. Yeah, uh, but I think you could do further damage with it, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I think in the same game where uh, Philip Rivers did that, I I believe that um, running back was hurt as well. But Danian Thomas, the Danian was set out. Danian set. The Danian set out. You know. Right. He. I guess he couldn't. He was to the point where the pain was. There was nothing. He couldn't play through that pain. Certainly, uh, figured that he couldn't contribute anymore. So then, you know, being the person, he had to step back and let somebody else go into the game. But, you know, you do you reach you, you have to get to a point where we can't question everything all the time. But there's always a reason for concern, particularly when you're talking about a person who, you know, you got to protect for themselves. And Cam was right back out there playing ball the way Cam played. It was a couple of times where he, he didn't slide when he went for a touchdown again. He, he didn't slide. He, he wanted to get the touchdown. So he went head first. Uh, he, he's just a. That's just the way he plays the game. Uh, you can't. Al- you can't always take it away from a person the way they play the game. Another health and safety issue was, of course, uh, when the Bears were playing uh, the Packers, and um, uh, you know, of course, there was head-to-head contact uh, amongst a receiver that was. Uh, I'm not going to say he was unprotected. He was certainly. Um, and, you know, being grabbed by multiple players and then somebody comes in, boom, head to head. But that's what you try to run to the ball until the whistle blows. You play through the whistle. And if any part of a person's body is exposed where you can deliver a blow that may impact the play, you got to do that. You, you just got to do that. And so now, that's, that's interesting. I, that I was waiting on that. I wanted to bring it up as well. You uh, being, you know, quote unquote, uh, a player of the old guard playing in the old school. I think you, and that kind of, if I'm understanding you right, that's part of the game, as you said. That's, I know, a standard hit. I think and, I think it's part opinion. of a game. I think it's part of a game today. If a player's, if a if a piece of a player's body is exposed to the point where you can make contact with it, with the exception of, you know, not supposed to be head to head contact. You know, mm-hmm. th- that is targeting that will uh, result in a fine. Uh, not not suspension. Well, multiple games. Already there is a, there is a, a chance that the young man will be suspended for two games without pay. So yes. the league is is taking a look at it. But that's the way 
until recently you play the game. If, if I don't care if it's the head, if it's the foot, if it's the ankle, it's the toe, the knee, if it's there and you can inflict some pain upon it that can make an impact on the game, don't try to hurt the person. Don't try to injure the person, but hurt the person to the point where it will be beneficial to you. And that's, and that's, right. And, uh, I'm sorry, man. No, 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 no. Please go right ahead. And Devontae Adams is the receiver that took the hit. And as of today, he's still in concussion protocol after that hit. And it was a, it was a clear head-to-head hit. Um, uh, Danny Trevathan was the uh, linebacker for uh, Chicago that delivered the hit. And, I mean, it was, it was pretty substantial. I mean, he, I mean if you saw... Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was. Oh, I, I I saw it. I I cringed. I cringed. But yeah. but but yeah. but you know. But that's really what we 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 used to pay our money for that. We want to see. We wanted to see that in football. That's what we wanted to see. But now with today's game, we're becoming a little bit concerned about the health and safety of players, which I'm glad we have. Uh, right. And we should have been yeah, doing it back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Coming up to the concussion lawsuits and yep. You know, it's it, it's all player safety and, and actually uh, a a player very prominent. In your city, uh, Ray, out there in uh, in uh, Phoenix, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh yeah. Multiple multiple players have have expressed that during games, Fitz is like look, look is like look, don't hit me in my knees. Watch my knees. <laughs> yeah. Watch my knees. Yeah. If you got to hit me, come up. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a break. We'll then come back. Here's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson with me. And uh, what matters to us, to us both, is the families uh, from those folks in Vegas that lost their lives. Uh, we send out our, our prayers to all the families. And uh, just knowing that uh, there are people who are not, uh, do not know you, but are praying for you. And God will get you through. 
Uh, okay, let's get back to some uh, let's get back to some football. And uh, what, what what was the best game that you saw this week? Well, who who you feel uh, the best about watching the games? There was there were some good games on this week. Uh, I know some folks have been uh, a little bit upset about what was going on, but uh, very competitive games. Of course, uh, Carolina, New England, Jacksonville, and Jets. Jets. Wow. Yeah, Jacksonville and the Jets. Uh, San, Francisco, uh, San Francisco and Arizona. Uh, I think I think Arizona needed to win that game much more than San Francisco because nobody expects anything out of San Francisco. We expect something out of the Cardinals. Um, right. Philadelphia and LA. I was in uh, in in, uh, in LA. Uh, had some problems. Uh, didn't see the Eagles, but I got a chance to see, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Lakers, uh, Tampa Bay, and the Giants. I think there were I think there were a few people uh that expected that one to um end the way it did. Uh Oakland Denver was a good one. Uh Seattle uh scored some points, but then again of course they were playing in Indianapolis. Uh Kansas City and Washington, I guess that was a crazy one, but uh that was You mentioned like, some great games, right? But you haven't mentioned the one. Uh, we, you haven't mentioned the one. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota was a good one. Uh, Tennessee and Houston, a lot of points. Houston, Tennessee, Houston. Oh man, but, but but that 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 was a blowout. That wasn't a game. That was a blowout. But you know what? But here's why it's a game. Deshaun Watson. We talked about him earlier. Yes. Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. I think Deshaun more than Cam has uh, changed the the dialogue of 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 the conversation about the quarterback position because uh, you know. It looks like he looks like a quarterback of which anybody could show up uh, with a with an athletic body, uh, and if they played the game a certain way, Cam plays the game a little bit different. But I would say this about uh, my man Watson: I, I, first, he's fluid and right. and and he's smooth. Now, but but they're looking at him as a mobile quarterback, uh, not saying he's a running quarterback, but a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they've changed the dialogue. He's a mobile quarterback as opposed to a running quarterback. I think being a mobile quarterback, I, I just think when you're a quarterback or you're any player, I think every attribute that's possible to have, you need to have it in order for you to be the best guy. You can't just, you know, he can run, but he can't catch. You know, he, you know, and no, you got to be able to do everything. You know, wide receiver can't just run real fast and not catch the ball. You know, defensive back, you know, you can't just backpedal but, but not tackle. <laughs> you know, right. whatever's, right. whatever's needed to position, you got to be able to do. If you need escape ability, you got you to you improvise on the play. you got to have that ability to do that. And I think he does that well for them. I think he extends the play well and has helped his teammates well, win a lot of games and make a lot of big plays. Absolutely. I mean, and, I mean, you – I couldn't say it any any better than and what you said it. But what's more most impressive to me about Deshaun Watson? I mean, I'm not sure how much of his his backstory our, our listeners know, but he uh, comes from Atlanta, and um, uh, there's a running back Warwick Dunn, you know, a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Atlanta Falcon. Oh yes, that uh, had a program for homes for single mothers, mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson's mother was a recipient of one of the homes. Yep, uh, when he was 12 years old. Yep. So he got a home, and so now coming fast forward in a little bit uh, to his first NFL game. He got his first NFL game check. He plays in Houston, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Donated that check. I uh, just experienced uh, mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey. A lot of uh, 
destruction and and uh, and in that city. And he donated his first NFL game check to three workers in the uh, Houston, Texas cafeteria. Yeah, I, I saw that on ESPN. That was that, that was a well, a, heart, yeah. a heartfelt moment, you know, watching it there on the Big Board Network. And what I what I always tell people is that these players are human beings. As a matter of fact, please forgive me, been hitting my head a few times, but uh, one of the quarterbacks' uh, wife was just uh, just delivered a baby a couple days ago, and, and so much so that uh, I thought this was something that we should be embarrassed about. That, that we mean being in that football fraternity. I think sometimes you could you could overstep your boundaries. It's my understanding that he was facetiming the coaches. And, uh, and and his former players, uh, I mean, his, his, his teammates, uh, as they were having a meeting, I guess he participated in the meeting through FaceTime from the hospital. Come on, Kirk man. Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Was it Kirk yeah. come, come on, man. Come on. No, no, I'm not for that. I'm totally, totally, totally. There comes a point in time uh, we call this thing called life and death. Well, that's a life where, you know, okay, you got to let it go. You, you just got to let it go. If there's any profession out there where you – Cannot and it's not even the game being played. It's a meeting. If if you if you can't function without an individual being there, then something's wrong with your business. <laughs> and and you got back. You got a backup quarterback. He's gonna start. You could have had whatever information you need to get to him. You could have sent that to him in a link. You could he could have went into the system and watched it. You know, you guys communicating all that stuff that y'all talking about in the meetings. That's good, but come on, you couldn't give him a break. I, I, that's a, that's an embarrassing story. Uh, story. That's that's not a that's not a good news story. That's that's embarrassing. That's that's what that is. That, that's embarrassing. You you, you got. No, oh, I agree. You you there comes a time. I remember back in the day, my boy, and I tell people the story. Uh, my boy Randall Cunningham. It was my understanding that, uh, and I wasn't playing with Randall at the time, but I heard the story that Randall's wife was expecting, and uh, I guess somebody in the media had asked Randall about what were his plans, and Randall's plans was to be with his wife. When she went into that delivery room, and that's what we should be. And and if it was a game going on or whatever, it, well, too bad he was going to be. He was going to the delivery room. Now it didn't work out that way, but uh, still, you know, technology has advanced, so there's an opportunity for this FaceTime, which is good. Uh, but at the same time, there comes a point in time where you know you just got to say stop. You know, so uh, and I, I'm I'm on my little rant, but we got off of the performance by Deshaun Watson and his ability, everything he can do, and you know, there's more to help him become a better player. Technology, even FaceTime, you know, the opportunity to communicate with his coaches on digital devices, wherever. Uh, but at the same time, to get access to film, watch it or whatever. But his natural instincts uh, is what's helping him on that field. And his awareness of where everybody is. That's another thing. I think you and I may have talked about this last week. If not, on, on another show I talked about it is that uh, there are times, regardless of when you come to the line and you, you're making an audible as a quarterback, you know, you, you, you're changing the play based upon what you expected to see and what you actually see. And then sometimes right. even what you actually see isn't going to be what actually unfolds once the ball is snapped because they're going to be, that's, that could be a disguise. But at the same time, you know where your receivers are based upon the play that you call, even if you, if you do an audible. So once you audible, regardless of what the defense is that you see, you still should know where your receivers are. So when they scan the field, and you know you hear a lot of people talk about quarterbacks can't read and all that. When you see a quarterback, his head turned from one way to the other, you know, 
it ain't so much a reading as to what he's doing. He's also trying to locate his receivers, you know, right. and, you know, and trying to locate his receivers. Then he knows who's open, who's not open. Now, he knows what play, you know, what route they're running. But then he's trying to see in that route tree, where are they at at this particular time? And is anybody anywhere near them? And can I get this ball out of my arm and get it to him before they can, you know, accelerate and get over to knock the ball down or intercept it or intercept it? And, and he's very good at doing that, you know. He doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. That, that's, what, that's, that's what I like. I think you and I talked a little bit about Art Schleser a couple weeks ago. I, I, before Art went into every play, when the defense would come off the field, offense would go in, I always, you could, re, you could go back and see any film from the 1979 season. That was way, way back. <laughs> but if you go way, way back, like the new song out by Snoop and, 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 uh, and TLC, I think it is. But anyway, uh, you will see when Art's coming on the field and I'm going off, I'm saying, yo, Art, man, just throw it away, man. Don't throw no interceptions. And I think Deshaun does a great job with that. He does, and, and you're right. But that was kind of a knock coming into uh, the league for him. Was he threw a lot of interceptions, and that's always a misconception. Well, uh, with the quarterback, as far as he gets too much credit and too much blame. I mean, he threw a lot. He was 17 interceptions last year and, and Clemson, but we don't know how many of those the receiver ran the wrong route. Or, t- or, or tip balls. On the play. Right, or tip, tip ball. Or right. Think of that nature. Anything of that nature. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and But you know what? The scouts get a chance to go in and they take a look at that and then they know. And, and that's their job. That's their job to go sure. in there and to read that. Uh, but but I will say this about also about quarterbacks. Uh, I think what, uh, there's some quarterbacks that are playing the game today that they don't give their receivers a chance to catch the ball. Then there's some, like, I, I just can't believe that Matty Ice's arm is not a, a little bit stronger than what it is. Um, he doesn't all he can't always throw that ball way, way, way down the field. Uh, and it was, uh, it was obvious uh, there was an interception in the game the other day that I didn't like. I thought, wow, his, his man was open if he could have threw it a little bit further. But, um, but yeah, that's one of those things you don't want. You, you want a quarterback to throw the 50-50 ball, particularly if you got somebody out there, you know, who, who you know is going to save you. You got a good receiver like Larry Fitzgerald. You know, Carson feels he can throw that ball up. Is Larry somebody next to Larry one-on-one? Mm, you know, 75% of the time, Larry is going to either catch the ball or he's going to make sure. That's a chemistry that you have with your receiver. You, you guys, it's almost like you say it. Okay, I'm going to throw it to you. But if you don't catch it, just make sure he doesn't intercept it. Exactly. That, that's what you want to do. And I, I, think, um, uh, I, I think once Deshaun gets a comfort level with some of his receivers, he may start throwing some of those kind of balls, you know, and, and what result may result in some more big plays for him. But right now he's playing the game, you know, he's taking it with caution. He's playing it well. You know, he's running a lot. He, he is running the ball a lot. And he's making a lot of yards, too, each time he runs the ball. But... I don't care how, how big you are as a quarterback. Quarterbacks, I just don't think that their bodies are built to take on the kind of hits consistently, uh, you know, that you take in the National Football League. A, a quarterback that, even a quarterback that's, that runs well in college, he's not going to continue to have those amount of carries uh, and consistently get the results that he got in college once he gets to the National Football League. Just, oh, certainly not. I mean, that's, I don't think this quarterback, I mean, any, I mean, how many, how many times do we say that the running back after age 30? 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, that, yeah, well, that, see, that's after the accumulation of age 34 running back. But coming in, coming in, right. I think the running back is one of the positions that's probably one of the easier positions to adapt to when you get to the National Football League. Because a running back, Barry Sanders can't tell you what he's going to do on any play. That he, you know, right. that he ran. He just, he was an automatic pilot. And, and the automatic pilot was his, was his feet and his hips. That was automatic. And his mind, that was an automatic pilot. You know, it's like, okay, whatever you see, you do it. Brain, mm-hmm. brain, you send it down to the, uh, you know, to the knees and to the feet and legs, and they'll make it happen. You know, he knows what holes he's supposed to go through. But a lot of times, man, Barry wasn't going through those holes. <laughs> Barry, was, right. Barry was going to where the hole is at. You know, which right. uh, which which makes it uh, so much different. But um, but let's okay. So um, so the game. So that game for you this week then was was that that was the game that you liked. Huh? You liked uh, to see. You liked that. Uh, well, uh, well, it started out being you know the battle of young quarterbacks, Mariota for uh, and, and, Tennessee. And there you go again. Sean speaking Washington. what I speaking what I just said. There's a quarterback, young boy right there. Now Marcus is banged up again. Exactly. He he just it, it's just different, but but you know it's just I don't know what it is about that next level going up. I, you know maybe the boys is bigger and they hitting harder. Um, in fact, uh, there's a song out there. Uh, them boys hitting harder, but but the other boys is hitting harder. So listen, we gonna take a break and we gonna come back, Willie. Uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network and Phoenix Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me and my man Willie Gibson is the fact that the folks uh, 
in Vegas. Uh, terrible tragedy there. I'm sure everybody across the world knows about it by now. Um, and we want to send our prayers out to those folks out there. Um, but don't let that stop you from enjoying yourself in life. Uh, just continue to pray for those folks. Uh, there's sometimes when things like this happen to people, people don't want to go anyplace. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to be in crowds. Uh, no, don't let, don't let anybody steal your joy. Just continue, continue to enjoy life. Uh, go to concerts. I don't care if they're hip-hop, country, western, R&B. Go to the opera. Go wherever. Go to Vegas. Go wherever you want to go. Come here. Come to Arizona. <laughs> With a little bit of heat. So uh, uh, in the break, we were talking a little bit about a couple other games. And I just happened to mention a little bit to, to my man Willie only because he's out there in Ohio. And I'm sure uh, there's some folks out there outside of Ohio that care a little bit about what goes on there. And the Browns and Bengals is normally a competitive game. And I thought this would be a little bit more competitive because of the simple fact it's the mentor and the mentee playing against each other. And I just thought that... Uh, uh, you know, the Browns will be up to beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. You know, a conference game, I'm sure he wanted to, you know, go down there or, or you know, uh, I, I forget where the game was in Cleveland or, or Cincinnati. Uh, but it, it, it was in Cleveland. Yeah, and um, just want to have a better showing. And, and it didn't happen. Didn't happen. And uh, uh, so the Browns, as I said, I think maybe a week ago, or if not two, that uh, it's too early to count anybody out. But All right. <laughs> uh, I think I've already counted them out for this year. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, not not playoff for the Browns. Don't see that happening at all. Uh, the team may improve. The effort I think is better. Um, but they, they've got to get teams has got to get better. What do you think? And that's just it. And that's just it, right? Um, you mentioned it. They have to get better. I mean, this team. I mean, they knew going in. I mean, they they stripped the team down last year. And they went one and fifteen, and so they they made the decision to to build from the ground up. You got a rookie, and you can't rebuild everything in, in one off season. I mean, they they decided to focus on the uh, quarterback, which you know that any any NFL team will tell you it begins it begins and ends with the quarterback. So they got who they felt was the best guy for them, Hugh uh, Hugh Jackson, the best guy for his offense. Um, Deshaun Kaiser. Now we just talked about Deshaun Watson, who Cleveland had a chance to draft at number twelve, but they traded that pick to Houston, who gladly selected Deshaun Watson. We see the fruits of that decision weekly, but um, you know they made the decision they felt was best for them. So the, the interesting thing is they they made a big. Uh, hubbub here about Greg Williams. You know, last year Ray Horton, his defense to three four. You know, former Arizona guy, I believe, out there with you, Ray, uh, with with the Cardinals. He uh, they didn't care for his style, the the three four, and so they brought in Greg Williams. And Greg Williams won the press conference. I mean, you know, heard that term so many times. Yep. Uh, he was hired. He he won the press conference. He came in said, "Anybody want? You know, come get some. We'll we'll, we'll take this." But you look at the defensive numbers, and they have scored. They've allowed the fourth most points through four weeks in the NFL. Uh, and then that we mentioned Indianapolis's defense earlier. They've allowed the most points. Uh, shockingly, uh, the the uh, defensive guru himself, Bill Belichick, the, the Patriots, have allowed the second 
most points than the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, it's not even Hugh. I mean, Hugh's 1-19 and, you know, one and a quarter seasons in Cleveland. But, you know, they've made the decision to, to build from the ground up, and it's just going to take some time. Now, I believe they probably should look in the direction of some veteran leadership. I think they have three guys over the age of 30 on the 53, 53-man roster, which I understand the, the concept that you want to, you know, start young, you're the league's youngest team, but you need some guys that have been there before, that have done it before. I mean, Joe Thomas is one of the guys over 30. He's never won. He's been in Cleveland his entire career. So while he's a veteran leader, he doesn't know how to teach these younger guys how to win because he's never done it. So I think you need to get some guys in there, you know, overpay, if you will. It's not a situation where the money's not available. They have, I believe, $50 million under the salary cap. So you have to go in there, get some guys in there with a winning culture that are willing to, you know, assure them. You're going to have to overpay. You may get a guy at the end of his career looking for a payday, but he's going to allow Jabril Peppers to see a veteran that knows how to win. He's going to let Miles Garrett see a veteran that knows how to win. But the way it's going right now, I mean, that, that's that's the only hope that I see going forward yeah, uh, I, for the Browns. I, I would hope that um, that we see something when Miles is able to step on the field and actually play in a game that counts, that we would see something, uh, an immediate impact. You know, that's one thing of, about it. Uh, you mentioned a big fellow on the offensive line. Uh, who hasn't had a chance to win, but but he certainly has had a chance to perform and has done it at the all-pro level for a few, quite a few years. Joe has been performing very well. It's just a matter of those other people uh, would give him a little bit of help. <laughs> you know, sure. it's uh, yeah, he, he doesn't have a lot of help. It's like he's, he's the only one. I mean, he, he's the only one that's uh, made multiple Pro Bowls and been an all-pro on the Browns team. As a matter of fact, I think year after year, he's, he's, he's the only guy. I don't know if anybody else. And, and I, I, the only thing about it where I disagree with you just a little bit is that, you know, the veteran leadership is going to, uh, you got a guy at the end of his career, he's got to be normally because of the money nowadays, the guys at the end of their career aren't looking for the paycheck. Now they're looking for the rings because they, they're getting the money. So if they've been around for a while, chances are they're getting the money. Uh, at the end of their careers, they're, they're looking for the rings. And um, Cleveland's not the place to go if you're looking for the ring. <laughs> so no. that, that, might be, that might be the only problem they're going to have, you know, at the end of the career. Because at the end of the career, you know, it really is something. It's one of those things where you're thinking, first of all, it's like, why in the hell am I doing this, period? You know, and, and then if you're not winning and you're coming to work every day and you're doing this and, and, and you're losing... You know, it's like yeah. old Ricky Waters for who, for what? You know, right? So, right. So I, th- I think that's I think that's the problem that the Browns are going to have is that in terms of trying to find to get them veteran players who looking for a place to go to get a ring, Cleveland's not the place, and and then the money they're like, well, man, you know, I would never say anybody's got too much money, you know, no. but, but some of these guys are, you know, made some decisions that. Uh, They've left a couple million dollars on the table. You know, basketball players, they do it all the time. They, you know, they go from, you know, making 60 million to maybe, you know, 50. And it's okay with them. <laughs> you know, they leave $10 million on the table. It's okay with them. But uh, Le- I, LeBron, I, Le- LeBron left $30 million on the table to go to Miami. It's, it's, okay. it's okay with him because he went and got that championship. And that championship, he ended up getting that $30 million plus back. 
you know, exactly. sign a lifetime deal with Nike, you know. Exactly. Uh, would that have happened in Cleveland if he'd have stayed there? I don't, I'm not sure, but certainly now that he's back there, you know, we know how things have worked out for him. But, um, yeah, but that, 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 that's, kind of, that, that's kind of hard, certainly. Uh, but let's look at a couple other games, the Bills and the Jets. I'm sorry, the Bills and the Falcons. Uh, that was a, another one. Shady McCoy and the fellas knew that nobody thought they were going to beat Atlanta. And, uh, and they did. You know, uh, uh, the Bills, uh, you know, the Bills, I, I, I wouldn't count on the Bills. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, right now, they're ahead of that, uh, you know, AFC division. You know, exactly. they up there at three, three and one. Yeah, they they up top. You know, and uh, New England at two and two is tied with the Jets, and 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 Miami's at the bottom. But uh, can the Bills consistently win? Uh, they they may be. Uh, again, they got a quarterback that makes things happen too. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, Tyrod may he makes it happen, man. He finds a way to win. Uh, I'm just, uh, but again, I'm I'm. If, would I pick Atlanta? Probably nine. Mm, I'm not going to go nine. Probably seven out of ten times I would pick the Falcons to beat. But then the big fella got banged up a little bit. Yeah. And, Julio. Uh, and yeah, and when Julio's not in the game, of course, that makes a difference. But, but that again, you, you, you know this. Uh, Willie, that's what a team is all about, man. When one dude goes down, somebody else has got to step up. Next man up. So that next man up. So Julio going down should not have affected the game that much to the point where all of a sudden now, uh, the Bills uh, are, you know, going to beat you. Um, I, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I, I thought the Falcons had that, but again, I, I, I didn't expect Julio to go down, and that it make if he did, it make that much of an impact. Um, but the Falcons have been a little disappointing ever since the Super Bowl. Man, I can't, you know, it's hard for me to bet on the Falcons, man. After that Super Bowl loss, I don't know if, again if I could ever bet on them again. Not that I did then, but I certainly picked them. I didn't bet on them, but I. But I certainly picked them. Um, so uh, also uh, a couple other good games that were out there uh, as well. Uh, I think we started talking a little bit about the Chiefs, who I think is, you know, they're the only undefeated team right now. But they look like they're the only undefeated team out there. Chiefs, uh, you know, Andy Reid uh, has always been a, a good coach preparing his team. I should have picked him the first. Uh, I should have picked him for the first game of the season. When they went out there to play, uh, or when uh, the Patriots came into their place, and I and I didn't, and I've been feeling bad about that ever since, uh, because I think that Andy just gets his guys prepared, and and he's done a good job. Found a young fella. We talked about him before out of Toledo, doing an outstanding job again, uh, making plays. Uh, that's Kareem. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Um, yep, he's doing an outstanding job. So. Um, what about the uh, Detroit and the Vikings? Uh, Detroit again pulling off another one. Um, I like Detroit. I think Detroit is. Uh, I think other people are starting to notice them. They keep an eye on them. Uh, but Detroit used to be, you know, maybe you could think you got an automatic win. Detroit is not anything you could put down on the list now and just think you got all that automatic win. That, that's not going to happen. They lead the division. Can they beat the Green Bay Packers? Um, in that division, I'm not sure, but they're looking good right now. They, they are. I mean, they, Matthew Stafford, okay, highest paid player in the league right now. Uh, Jim Caldwell has, has got his offense um, hidden, clicking on all cylinders. 
And the defense, that's the thing. Yeah, they defense yeah, Detroit. They're playing good. Hey, we're gonna take another break, Willie. We'll be back. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're just a rail sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters to me and my man Willie Gibson... Uh, is the fact that uh, there are a lot of people suffering um, out there in Vegas uh, or from all over the country and the world. As a matter of fact, as uh, I think it was 58 was the last time I heard something, people that lost their lives and over uh, hundreds of people that were injured. We hope and pray that those who have been injured will recover from those injuries and those who lost, lost a loved one, that their hearts will start healing uh, sooner than later. Um, so let, let's move on and... Um, but uh, before we go, uh, I'm gonna talk a little basketball. Well, that that's my favorite, uh, my favorite sport. Uh, my man Allen Iverson, uh, who played ball for the 76ers back in the day when I was in Philly. Uh, Allen, I believe his favorite sport was football. Uh, but he played, but he played basketball, and uh, we know how well he played that game. You know, I don't think I could have played basketball as well as he played football, which was his, you know, his second sport. Uh, I don't think I would have performed the basketball that well, but I certainly do love it. It's my first love, and we're going to talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But uh, we got we got some games here uh, coming up this week. I uh, got the Patriots and the Buccaneers. What do you think about that? Who 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 you like in that game there? I'm going to go up and down I, here. Will I would love I would love to say Jameis is, is going to do. I mean, we saw a defense last week against Cam, so I think Jameis is going to put in work. But number twelve. Number twelve is so, still on the offensive side of the ball, and he's and he's hearing it. He has rabbit ears. I mean, you know that. He oh yeah. Hears any and everything said about his squad. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know he may come out and just you know with a performance to let everybody know. You know, in case you forgot, I'm still here. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for a uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady moment where uh, Tom Brady does what Peyton Manning did. Peyton got up, and he was arguing that, you know, it was his offensive lineman, but I could see Tom going out to the defense saying, come on, man, what the hell's going on here? Let's get it, you know, let's go, right. <laughs> you know. 
And uh, he certainly could say that, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we need to see, because he is a vocal leader. He's not just, you know, somebody who gets it done on the field. Tom also is very animated and, uh, and is very vocal, too. So, okay, we got the Jets and the Browns. And, and I'm going to pick this one myself. You don't, I'm not going to ask you to pick this one. I'm going. I'm going with the Jets because I just I can't. I just can't trust the Browns, wow. man. So I'm going. I, you know, I'm going. I'm gonna go with the Jets. So we got the Panthers and the Lions. Uh, who you like that one? Cam against the, the Lions. Panthers winning in, in New England this past weekend did something for that team, and I think they go into Detroit and uh, and win it. Okay, and you got the uh, 49ers at the Colts. Um, what do you think about that, Andrew? I think Andrew's working out. I don't think he's going to play this week. I, I don't know that, but um, no, he's probably, not playing. Probably game time decision, but. Uh, you think the 49ers can go in there at the Colts and get that done, or are you going with the Colts? Depending on Carlos Hyde. I know he's been dealing with a hip the last few weeks. He's been playing through it, but, um, it, it, I mean, this, I mean, we're, I, can't, I guess I can't go wrong either way. I'll, I'll pick the Colts. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 49ers on that one. Okay, you got the, uh, the Titans and uh, the Dolphins. And uh, You know what? Again, how can I, I mean, Bad and worse, I well, guess. In this case, Jay, you don't um, believe you don't believe in Jay. Jay Cutler, Jay can't make that happen. You know what? Uh, no, but <laughs> um, I'd say that. But Mariota's out, so I gotta. I don't believe in Jay, but because Mariota's out, I'll, I'll pick Miami. Okay, all right. Let's go with uh, the Bills and the Bengals. The Bills. Uh, the Bills, after you know, doing what they did, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Bills too. The Chargers and the Giants. I think the Giants are in so much trouble, and the Chargers are coming. They're traveling across the coast. Uh, it's kind of hard for them to travel across country. Teams just don't do well when they travel across country. Either way, so I'm, I'm gonna go with the Giants. What do you think about the Chargers? I, you think I, I, I pick the Chargers? I mean, the Giants are in disarray. I mean, they're only four, and I don't, I don't know if it continues like this. How, how do you let McAdoo's continue? Oh yeah, I, I don't think he. I don't think, I don't think he does. And uh, and uh, right now, a couple coaches. Uh, I think uh, Hugh may be in trouble, and I, and I think uh, I think Marvin is in trouble in Cincinnati every year. But I think he's got something. He's got some pictures on somebody or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, this is it. No, <laughs> he has a contract. That Mike Brown doesn't believe in paying people not to work. Oh, I understand. So, that. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This, is, got, it. this got is it for Marvin. Jaguars and the Steelers. Um, Steelers. Steelers, Steelers. Uh, and, it, and it's at home. Steelers at home. You got uh, you got uh, the Cardinals uh, traveling into Philadelphia. The Cardinals traveled across country uh, a couple years ago and beat the Eagles at home. Uh, but I think Carson Wentz and the boys are doing pretty good right now. So uh, I think I'm going with the Eagles. Who you got on that? I'll I, I stick with the Eagles also. Okay. Uh, you got the Seahawks against the Rams. That's conference. Uh, Gurley's playing outstanding for the Rams, man. But uh, – what do you think of Seahawks? And uh, Seahawks look good. I'm going to Seahawks. I'm picking the Rams. Okay, okay. And it's at it's in L.A. Okay, Ravens and the Raiders. Uh, what do you think about that? That's a, a good old boy match there. What do you think about that one? Yeah, Derek Carr is out, so I got I got to stay, I got to go Baltimore. Oh, well, Baltimore looked bad, man. And but they but, did. but I but I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders too. Okay, let's say Green Bay and the Cowboys. Um. <sighs> They, they they both need a win. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm ah uh, man. How about them Cowboys, man? But I I don't know Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers. So no, it's not. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick the Packers in. Okay. Uh, right. Chiefs and the Texans. Chiefs and the Texans. That's regular Sunday night. That's Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, 
Man, I'm going. Hey, rant, rant. Hey, listen. What can I say? I've been, I've been blowing uh, Andy's uh, horn the whole day, and Deshaun Watson. He playing good too, but I'm going with the Chiefs. I gotta. You know what? I love you, Deshaun, but yeah, the Chiefs stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, the Bears gonna s- switch a quarterback. So what do you think? You think yeah. they think they, gonna, you think they can make it happen? It's a home no, game. No, no, Mr. Bisky, no, no, Vikings. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vikings. All right. Well, listen. Like I said before, we uh, before we ended, uh, I wanted to let you touch bases on that uh, basketball uh, news they revealed today a little bit. So we got about two minutes, real fast, Willie. So why, why don't you go ahead and talk about that real fast? Yeah, the NBA announced they uh, changed their All Star Game format this afternoon, where instead of putting the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, now it's competitive balance. That you have the players, the the fans still vote for the starters, the coaches still select the reserves. But now they take the top vote getter in the East and the top vote getter in the West, which last year LeBron in the East, Steph Curry in the West, become captains and they pick their teams. So they're going back. So now there's no more East versus West. So they're basically going back to the way we play in the hood. You got playground style. Yeah, exactly. you, you, get to, you get to pick your squad and okay. And you pick who start, who play. You know, a lot of your boys, they out there and they, they want to play, but you can only pick five, and it's like, okay, man, I'm trying to win, you know. So your starters, <laughs> you know, you might have somebody as your best boy, but you're trying to win, so your starters you're going to pick so you can win. So uh, that's kind of an interesting format. Uh, something different, the NFL had players coaching teams a few years ago uh, with right. their with their game, but football game is too dangerous. I, you know, I'm not sure uh, that was a good idea. Uh, the way they were running those Pro Bowls. And basketball right. is just different. You could play an all-star game is different than an all-star football game. You know, so I, I think I, I think I might enjoy this. I really think I might enjoy this. I'm looking forward to it. But I, I just wanted to say this. I was in L.A. I got a chance to go to the first preseason game uh, where the Lakers uh, were hosting, I think it was the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm yep. sorry, I did not see the next coming of Kobe. I did not see the next coming of Magic. Uh, I didn't see the next coming of anybody. Uh, you know, the brother ball played ball, and that was it. wasn't anything super special. It, you know, it wasn't the next coming of anybody except LeVar Ball. And so I, did, I didn't see Magic. I didn't see Kobe. I didn't see Allen Iverson. I didn't see Kyrie Irving. I didn't see Steph Curry. No. I just saw a man who's a good basketball player. So that's all you should really expect from him. Nothing that's going to be game-changing. No Michael Jordan status. None of that kind of stuff from LeBron. Kyrie, uh, Steph, none of that kind of stuff. Just a good ball player. That's that's what I think you'll see. So but with you know that, what? if he was, a, I'm go, sorry, go ahead. no, please go right ahead. If he was allowed to be just a great ball player, or a good ball player, that would be okay. But you know, we all know his know, dad. Uh, it's too late. His dad already put it out there. This is something we never exactly. seen before. His dad put it out there exactly. something we never seen before. So we'll find out. Uh, but right now. Uh, according to our time here, we got to wrap it up. So you've been listening to Rail, the Sports of the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We got to go, so I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.